make sure that I told you a little bit about what it means when God is speaking and we're not expecting it. Right? So, back whenever I was in college and I was over at Texas A&M, thank you. Uh, sorry, Rob. Okay. Um, with it, though, is that we were having, we had this pastor who out there. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Larry Kruger, and we called him Rev K. And he got there whenever I started as a freshman, and um, I was working, uh, doing engineering internships and such. And so I was taking an extra semester to finish up uh, my bachelor's degree. And so I was there, I was a super senior, as you will. And one day, we were in our Wednesday Bible study, and we come in, and for whatever reason, the pastor was a little more quiet than usual. Well, of course, if there's too much silence in the room, what does Jason have to do? I have to talk more. You've got to fill it, right? I've got to make sure that I say something extra to make sure it's not too quiet. So, of course, in the midst of this particular Bible study, I was thinking about what it had to say. And what I said was, you know, everyone, if for whatever reason Rev K were to leave, if everything we've been doing for the last four years were to fall apart, then it would mean that all of the work that he'd been doing had been for nothing. Because in reality, if he was really doing something that was meaningful, then it means that we would continue the ministry even if he weren't here. I have no idea what it was that inspired me to say that, but at that moment in time, you know how sometimes somebody looks at you and you start going over the last 30 seconds in your head of, oh no, what did I say? I said something, I don't know what it was, and I'm trying to wreck my brain. I'm like, no, I think that was a good thing. And he looked at me and he said, I just received a call from the president of the denomination to see if I would go to St. Louis and work with them in doing work for the church body. And I was going to say no because I wasn't sure that the ministry here was ready for me to leave. And within two weeks, he decided to take the call. And of course, from then on, uh, everyone was like, Jason, why did you open your big mouth? And I'm like, that's what I do. And so, uh, which is literally my job now. But um, with it is also realizing that at that moment in time, I didn't realize what it was that God was trying to say. But God had something to say, even though I didn't realize it. And that's what I wanted to point out as we're looking at Simeon and Anna today. How did Simeon and Anna know that this was the Messiah? How did they know? Okay. Somehow, Simeon had had it pointed out to him that he was the Messiah before he died. Maybe it was a vision, maybe it was some dream, maybe it was just something that he had read in Scripture, I don't know. But at that exact moment, as he's in the temple, and he sees Mary and Joseph bringing the Christ child along, how did he know this is him? And it doesn't say specifically whether or not, you know, there was like a beam of light and some sort of like angel speaking to him at the moment, or he just had a weird feeling. We don't know. But that also asks a deeper question. How do we know when God is speaking? And, and there are some things specifically that can come up that help us to point out how it is that we know when God is speaking. So, for example, there were to be times where God would just speak directly. Okay? Now, 
if there might be a voice from the heavens or angels coming down or the prophets that had things to say. But in today's world, we don't typically sit and wait for God to open up the heavens and have something direct for us to say. So then what do we usually think of when we're trying to see what God has to say? Well, then, of course, we should also be regularly being spending time in the scriptures, reading what it is that God has done throughout time, what it is that he has spoken to people. But even more than that, it's this question of what is it when God is saying something to us directly. And that's a hard one. But the reason that it's so hard is that oftentimes it's because we don't necessarily know how to listen. It's see, times whenever we might be in the midst of prayer and we're meant to be quiet and to be still, is that oftentimes the still and the quiet is something we're afraid of. Because whenever you're not so busy with life and everything else in the world that has to occupy your time, what are the things in the quiet that you don't want to be thinking about? The things that keep putting pressure on your heart, on your mind, or even sometimes through other people. We take for granted that we, as a community, are actually meant to be speaking to each other on behalf of God. We're meant to be encouraging each other. We're meant to know what is happening in one another's lives because there may be times when somebody needs to hear something that they weren't ready to hear by themselves. You know those times whenever you're in the middle of a conversation and somebody just happens to say something that hits you a certain way? You weren't willing to say it to yourself by yourself, but somehow from another person? It's the exact same word, the exact moment that you needed to hear it. Sometimes it's just circumstance. Sometimes we can't put our finger on why it is that at some moment in time, something strikes us a certain way. Somewhere deep inside where you know that something's been bothering you, and you know you're supposed to do something about it. The thing is, is that God ends up speaking in many different ways, but the difficulty comes in that we are oftentimes not ready to listen. That's the hard part with this. Is that it's not a question of whether God is or is not speaking. It's also a part of, are we ready to listen? And so we get this question of, does God still speak today? And the thing is, is that it's a little bit of a scary idea. The idea that God might have something to say to you right here, right now. But the thing is, is that absolutely nothing that God has to say to you right now contradicts anything that he's ever said previously. Whenever people at the time of Jesus had difficulty with Jesus, it wasn't because of anything that Jesus actually said and did, but rather the way that he was doing it that kept bothering people. Walking through a field, and you realize you're hungry, so you grab some of the grains and start munching on them. Is that really doing work on the Sabbath? Or were people just being bothered 
that Jesus has somehow done it in a way that they didn't like. Or more than that, walking through the city and you see a person who is unable to walk, but you're telling them that there is forgiveness of sins from God. Did God ever say in the Old Testament that he brought forgiveness? Absolutely. Jesus saying that to this person is not contradicting God. But then what happens? Stand up and walk. Is there anything about God that is telling you not to help a person that's in front of you? But what were people upset about? He did it on Sabbath. It was the wrong day. He should come back tomorrow to help out this person. You're willing to help a donkey that fell into a ditch, but you're not willing to help out a person in front of you. And that's a scary thing because if we're being real, we've done that. Christ Memorial has done that. We have, at times, been so concerned about how something got done without pausing to say, what are we doing? Are we genuinely spending time with God, letting Him speak to us, and then doing something about it? The things that you know that God is saying to you right now that you're meant to be doing in your life, are you just saying, that's great, and then going back to your life, or are you genuinely actually following? And I would say, I don't think we always have. I think that we as a congregation have sometimes got so caught up in how we want to see things done that we haven't taken the time to say what is God actually saying to us. That's hard. But it's also hope. Because what that does say to us is that God does have something to say. But he hasn't given up on us or on anybody else around us. But how do we get to a point in time where we're supposed to be hearing what God has to say? Well, have you been praying with each other? I know that we like to have prayer time when we're in the middle of rush hour, and we're like, dear God, this person who's going 40 into 65, would you please move them over to the side, convict them, Lord God, send your angel to puncture one of the tires and they have to pull over to the side. Do not act like you have never made that prayer before because I know that I have done it. I'm sorry. And yet at the same time, have we taken the time to say, let's go grab some lunch and let's sit and pray with each other because I know that you look like you've been going through some things. Have we spent the time, not just I open my Bible because there's one or two verses in the portals of prayer that I wanted to look at, but genuinely, I really want to know what God might be saying through the prophet to me today. Isaiah, Jeremiah, maybe Hosea. Or even more than that, have we actually spent time doing life together? When we're done here, okay? Which I know y'all are hoping is going to be at 11.45. I know previous uh, pastors have talked about 25 and 30 minute sermons. I promise I'm not aiming for that. But once we get to noon, are you actually making plans to work with each other out in the community? Have any of you actually gotten a hold of Linda to go sign up for the Houston Food Bank? Or are you just hoping somebody else is going to do it? 
And that's the hard part about this, is that listening to God doesn't just start one moment. The times in Scripture when God suddenly surprises somebody with the revelation, it's not fun. Okay? You're going down the road, and all of a sudden you're struck blind on the road to Damascus. Or you're going along a path, and all of a sudden your donkey starts talking to you. Because you're about to get smoked by an angel with a sword in the middle of the road. You don't want to hear God when you're surprised. You want to know that you're spending time listening. How are we? And that's the hard part. Is to know oftentimes that we're not. But God is still speaking. So let me go through these ideas and these questions with you. One, are you willing to let God convict you of something? It's very hard when we know that there is something that we are still struggling with, and we know that God is trying to get a hold of us and tell us that we need to change, and we don't really want to be convicted of it. Are you willing? Are you willing to let God convict you of something? And if so, are you willing to repent and change? Because it's one thing to be willing to say, yeah, that really is probably not the best thing, but are you actually even willing to make a change? And maybe more than that, do you actually believe that God is actually at work? Did you give up? Have you given up on the idea that God might actually be doing something in or through your life right now? Because, you know, things have just been stuck in a rut, and I haven't really quite figured things out. Do you actually believe that God is actually at in your work, in your life right now? Because if so, then do you actually believe that he has something to say to you? Would you be willing to hear it when God is willing to say it? And maybe... The last one that brings it together. Are you willing to follow? Because here's the hard part about when God speaks. He's the one who decides where you're going. Because when you're trying to figure out by yourself, let's be honest, we make a mess of it. We make a huge mess of it. But for some reason, God takes these weird winding paths of ours, the ones where we can't seem to stop from arguing with a person for whatever reason, or the ones where we can't seem to quite get over some particular obsession in our heads, or the ones where we think that we need to somehow be the biggest and the best around, or whatever it is, and somehow still guides us because He still has plans for us. He still has plans for you. Whatever those are, I hope that we, as a community, are encouraging you to hear it and to do it. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you're flawed. Believe it or not, so am I. But that's not what decides whether God is speaking in me. It's His mercy and His grace that decides that. So thanks be to God that He is still working in our lives and he's still speaking to you. Are you willing to listen today? Thanks be to God.